I fucking love Point Break. Like... Episode 105. 105. How do we get here? This is episode 105 of No Crisis Yet. I'm John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. We're back from a long hiatus. We both just had a lot of shit going on. Probably our longest hiatus, but definitely one of them. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I moved to the library. It was by myself. Did you pick it up? On my back. Was it heavy? Yeah, it was pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of dirt bugs under. I bet Kratos could pick, like new Kratos could pick yeah, up a library. Yeah, you just pick it up and throw it across yeah. the street. Uh, as long as you did the QT. <laughs> yeah, um, I did not have the god muscles to do that, so it took us like a month. Not instead. yet. Uh, but uh, we're pretty much done. So. Did you take a boat ride back to Athens? Ben? No. <laughs> yeah. He didn't go back to Athens. contemplated. Yeah, he just thought. Got my shit from under the deck. Uh, ben, we beat Sek- Sekiro. Yeah, we did. A long, many moons ago, it feels like. Even though probably really, four weeks, probably, five weeks, right? Probably like a month, yeah. Um, um, Shadows Die Twice, the, the From Software joint. What a great game. So good. Like, what, do you, what do you think they're doing with... Um, uh, what's his face there? George what, Martin. Uh, I don't know. Like some sweet Game of Thrones <laughs> style uh, Souls game. I don't know. Uh, what if it's just all the enemies are the giants with butts? There you go. That's that's awesome. every enemy. That that could be a, that could be a mod. They're wearing, actually, they're wearing sumo diapers. There's probably a mod that lets you play as those people by now, at least. So they definitely have CJ from San Andreas in yep, there. I definitely good. saw his character model running around with. Excellent. Uh, I know they at least had it like in the first week where you could switch models yes. with so you could yep. walk around as the sword saint. So someone had CJ. Someone had Zelda mm-hmm. from Smash. I've seen Nier also. The two D yep. from Nier. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, all the hits. The, the, I will assume there's going to be a Nick Cage texture pack where his face is just every texture, like in Dark Souls. That better happen. I know there's, yeah. Because there, they are loath to change engines. Nope. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's. I mean, it runs fast. At least on PC. It is, it is once again, the, uh, the, dis, the direction is what you are playing that game for. Absolutely. And um, I mean, that game, as it went on, I think gets to uh, some of the more lush areas, some of the more interesting areas. Uh, there, there is part as you of push me, to the yeah. edge of the spokes, so, I guess. The final area, the palace, the fountainhead, yeah, uh, fountainhead palace. They were just like, "Hey, do you want to do creepy fish shit?" And yeah. they were like, "Fuck yes. yes, let us show the creepy fish shit from ancient Japan or yeah. medieval Japan." And they did, and they lean into it. It's gross. Those guys, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just fucking faces are like withered and like the teeth are exposed. Uh, yeah, uh, like they uh, have almost human teeth. It's very. They gross. were humans at one point, and That's then they true. became Miss Nobles. Miss Nobles, which are like. Kind of humanoid insects that are... They're eating souls. They're they love eating souls. Yeah, they're just they... gross. They play the flute a lot. Yeah. We, yeah. All right, so we both beat it. Yeah. I texted you and I was like, I don't fucking know if yeah, I can... We both I had a bad had day. A dark I just had like a soul. bad day with that game. <laughs> we were just like, I don't I don't know if I'm going to beat this one. And I, you know, we both have beaten pretty much every From game. Yeah. Uh, I have not played Demon Souls. I've beaten Demon Souls. You've beaten so. it. I've gotten through all of those. I have not ever beaten Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. Oh, what? Which is a remix of 2. It's. Uh, I would say don't even go bother going back to 2. Because right, they, they, yeah. they fixed enemy placement. Like, it's just yeah. a much better it's game. A, it's a much better thing. And I continually said, like, I should go back. And then I remember that I don't love Dark Souls 2. Dark, again, Dark Souls 2 is the workman's Dark Souls. It it's is. like, if you love looking at spreadsheets and, there and is planning your builds. Yeah, and there are interesting narrative things in there. Yes. But. I meant to ask you. So I've been playing Dark Souls Remastered. Mm-hmm. Are the giants in that game, like, at Sen's Fortress, are those the same ones? I no. I don't think, think so, so, right? No. Because those giants are trees. Right, the yeah. The, the, they turn into trees when they yes. die. And, stuff. and th- one of those is in 3. Yes, he's uh, uh, the one of the well, souls, he's like right? A guard, yeah, yeah, he's one of the Lord Souls. That's right. Um, or Ash people, Ash, whatever, whatever the hell happened in that game. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think by the end, and now that we've had some time away, I think Sekiro might be like number two or three on that list of games I like the most from that developer. Oh, God. Because I think Bloodborne would be faves, and I think Sekiro would probably be second. Maybe third. I don't know. Dark Souls 1, as I've gone back to it, I do love it still. It's a great game. Yeah, but that second half never feels good. Exactly. Like, as soon as it opens up, you're just like, when I When I get through Orlando and I'm like, oh, right, the back half. Like, there's good stuff in there, but there's also a lot of not great stuff. So let's let's tie up Sekiro. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. Excellent game. Mm. Very demanding. Truly. It is asking you to go into a part of yourself... Yeah, and, and develop. It, it's much narrower in what it is allowing you to do, essentially, yes. as as a, you know, Dark Souls and Bloodborne to a lesser extent are much about giving you a ton of tools and letting you use that toolbox. And Sekiro has a much smaller toolbox, which is ironic because <laughs> they have so many tools. Yeah, I mean, literally, a Shinobi prosthetic tool is one of your things. But I I regret not using them. Yeah, more I, often, and I, and even, but even from knew that because then they patched yeah. it. So, that, but but by the, I'd already beaten it, so it was like, all right, well, it's a moot. Fucking yeah, point. I mean, I used probably the most of my spirit emblems on that last fight because I used that umbrella <laughs> bunch. I just forgot the last the last fight. I just didn't use tools because I was so like tunnel vision. Well, and like once Ugh. I did the umbrella, you know, once I fought that boss for yes. several days, and I was run through my spirit emblems, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just have to learn. To not like avoid those attacks or whatever, and then I did, and then I never used it again. And it's actually better yeah. in some ways. It's good to use the umbrella because you get a shitload of posture if you hit the block right, but it's not worth it that much when you can just sidestep and get yeah. a couple hits in or no, whatever. Just, so I, it, yeah. yeah, it's I, a good training thing, but I didn't need it for that. But there are other bosses that like it really helps with. When, when you beat it, did you stand up and you're just like, whoo! I threw up my hands, ran around the house, like, I had to sit and still because I was yes. shaking, like. My wife was, I thought maybe in the bathroom upstairs, and yeah. I just stood up and I was like, whoo! Like, just yeah. all the oxygen left my body, and I was just like, whoo! <sighs> like a huge sigh. Okay, I did it. <laughs> like, it is, it is that classic from formula of yeah. like, you're gonna bash your head against this, and you're gonna hate it until you love it. You're gonna it. be like, like, I can't beat this, and then you're gonna continually see progress enough to be like, well, maybe if I, and that's the thing, like, the special sauce of those games is that they're hard enough that you're like, God damn it, I'm frustrated. But as soon as you shut them off, you can think of like three or four things you could have done yeah. better. And it immediately makes you want to go back. There, That is a game that I would say, if you have shit on your plate emotionally, probably, yeah. Just, yeah, it's, just, give, it's, just breathe. It's also not like I got home from work after 10 hours and I need to relax. And I want to play Dark No. Dark Souls is like, all right, will I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to try to inch forward in, in Sekiro. Yeah. Like, I think I told you, and I don't know if I was at this point when we talked, but I was playing uh, shadow of the tomb Raider as, as, oh, the, yeah, right, as right. the palette cleanser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's like the most triple a like here, I just hold yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. and bring you along. Don't worry about it. Don't she's, she's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just go. Let's go have a fun adventure in the jungle. And it's just such an easy game. And it has actually a really cool difficulty system where you can switch the like puzzle difficulty, the exploration and the enemies separately. So you can make it a really easy shooter, but a really hard puzzle game, which is what I did. And that was like perfect. Like a perfect thing because I could always make progress in that game. Um, so it was a good like Sekiro is punching my ass into the ground. I'm just going to go hang out with Lara Croft and we're going to play a triple A game where all the edges are sanded down. And it's like a bump. Like <laughs> did, a, like they, a, there's bumpers on the sides and did everything. Did they back off the gore porn for that series? Yeah, for the most part. Because I feel like that first one they were like, you want to see Lauren get Lara yeah. Croft get fucking There is definitely a couple points where you fall into like spikes and she's like, oh, like yeah. limply hanging off and it's yeah. very gross that they... There's also one part that's really weird where you're in one of the like challenge tombs 
which are like these side tombs and they they've grown in complexity as they've gone and 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 i think shadow one of my favorite things about that game is that it almost completely shifts the focus to exploration over combat there are still some uncharted style stealthy shooty parts but much much fewer than the first yeah so it's really about big open jungle full of tombs go explore it and i really like that but there's one of the side tombs that has like it's like in a fissure where there's lava and stuff but there's also wolves okay. and there's a part where there's like a bottomless pit and you have to get through it and i was like oh, okay well i'll just jump through and i jump down and i fall to the pit and like it plays this cutscene of laura like falling down like twisting her ankle and then like the wolves surround her and what? then like viciously eat her and i'm like ah. skip i don't want to watch this and it's like no you have to watch this 30 second death animation all right so they, they didn't get too far exactly there it. but it's weird because that's the only instance i can think of like the pornographic death scene in that game otherwise she falls off camera or she gets shot and falls over yeah. like it's 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 not resident evil style where every time she gets torn to pieces but it's weird but either way by and large, I think that game is is pretty good. Like, it's definitely, you can tell it is another studio taking Crystal Dynamics tool set and just kind of rearranging it. Like, yeah. there's a lot of you pressing forward while going through tight spaces and stuff. Yeah. That was all in the older games. Um, and it's not quite as well proportioned as Rise of the Tomb Raider was. But it's still still pretty good. But I think I'm, they don't need to make another one of those at this point. And I think Square also thinks the same thing. They're what saving. the fuck? What is Square even doing now? I, like, they don't like Deus Ex. They're not happy with Tomb Raider. Like, are they happy with anything? of Final Fantasy VII? In the year 2025, when they finally release it, people are going to remember how much they loved that game 30 years ago. How old will that game be when it comes out? If it came out in 2020, let's say. Uh, so 1997. Dude. Ooh, 23 years old. That's too old. Oof. Like, come on. Oof. And, and, this, and this is the thing. I have, like, Jeff Gerstmann syndrome of, like, I understand why it was important. But, oh, like, at the same I was playing, like, fucking Deus Ex and being, like, what I are like, you nerds talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, I, like, legit was... That was one of the first Not Deus Ex, games. Well, 97. So, like, you know, like, all the CRPGs that, for me, yeah. were, like, real RPGs. I, you know, like, I was playing Unreal Tournament and stuff like that. Right. That. And so it was just, like, this whole thing of, like, wow, can you guys bleed Goldeneye? And it's, like, yeah. well... Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's on a fucking N64. Like, <laughs> like, I love playing with friends, but like, I remember going from like Quake to Goldeneye, and then be like, "This is so great." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll so, play this." So it's in, fine. In the same way, I think a lot of people hadn't encountered like deep yeah. RPGs with yeah. a good story, and um, also like, I mean, that was a big switch for Final Fantasy to go from a more steampunky medieval thing to just straight up sci-fi. Straight up sci-fi, but uh, hey, they're still using swords. Yeah, but like, I think some of the story stuff people are so nostalgic about is so basic that like, it, when it comes but back like, around this time, okay. it's, they're like, we can't spoil the people who haven't played. Like, because it's been long enough that there's like a generation of humans that has been born and doesn't want to hear that. Know that. I don't want to hear that. But like, who fucking cares? It's basic ass twist shit. It's not like hey, have you highly ever, have advanced. You, but like, have you not watched a good anime? Yeah, right. I mean, like, did you not pick find one good anime to watch that you're like, oh, this is, I get. Yeah, it. it's exactly it. So um, like, I think that stuff is played up in a way because people, oh, it's the first game I cried at or whatever, and it's just. I don't know. I, I never got into it. Like that was a game that I had a PlayStation. I borrowed it. I played through the disc, first disc, second disc. Halfway through, I was just like, I don't. I'm not enjoying this. I'm gonna stop. And it's it's a memory for me, distinct. It's not distinct nostalgia for the story or the whatever. It's nostalgia for like this is one of the first games I ever actively put down on purpose. And it's not because I hate it. It's just because I. Yeah, but you connect with it. It's so fucking long. Oh yeah, and and so the thing for me was like. As a derived or yeah. deprived PC child, like I just didn't have a console at all. Mm-hmm. So like I, when the Final Fantasy VIII demo came out for right. Maximum PC, I was like, let's see what all these nerds are talking about. Yeah, 
put it in. I was like, what the fuck is the safe what is system? This? Yeah, I honestly didn't really get to love JRPGs until Chrono Trigger was an exception. Chrono Cross also. Those games I really liked. But it wasn't probably until the Personas came along that I really was like, I get why people and, like these. I yeah. Think. And even then, Persona's like a pretty specific. Yeah. They're and, it's, and, it, and if Persona didn't have the style and the writing and the characters, the systems are, I understand that like ironclad, very like uh, very left brain kind of combat system. Uh, and I get, especially because uh, Persona is very rock, paper, scissors, so it's very easy to read. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like that precision, that utilitarian kind of design. But if it didn't have the flavor on top of it, I would be bored to tears. Like, And I, I am a person who really does like big CRPGs with huge character sheets. Like, that's yeah. not the, the stats are not what bother me. It's the just rigidity of the whole thing. And yeah. uh, uh, that was always something with Final Fantasy. That, and, and the older ones, I didn't... M- because I played three, six, whatever, on this on the SNES, or no, it was on the, no on the SNES Classic. It's on there. So I played that a little bit and and just been like, I get why these. Uh, the first of all, the story and world of that game is really cool, but like, uh, the, there is a charm to those games that I don't get from Final Fantasy VII because VII is like this weird transition where they're three D with the two D backgrounds, yeah, and, which yeah. is a was very specific to the era, but I don't think it looks good at all. And that's probably why they're remaking it, right? Uh, they're banking on nostalgia. Right. Like, and they're cashing in on nostalgia. I will say, and this is a wide gulf between these two games, but playing that RE2 remake this year, I was immediately like, oh, you know what? Games from 1998 can be modernized in a really clever way, yes. but you really have to, like, fuck around with them. Yes. You can't, like, just put it out with... So did you, did you beat that RE2 game? Yeah. You did. So that's the thing about that, is like, oh, well, they successfully remade that game from pre-rendered and made it a new game that felt modern. They they fucked with Mr. X in a cool way that was, like, surprising to people who had played the original and da-da-da, but that game's, like, six hours long in a playthrough. Right. So, like, compare that to an 80-hour-long RPG. Yeah. That's gonna take so long for them to, like, bring everything up to snuff, which is probably why it's taken them so long to begin with. It's bizarre, because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people felt like Japan had lost their magic, like, maybe right. five and or I, six years ago, and, and they, they were just came like, ah, oh, like, they're... Hard last, like, a year or two ago with, like... Especially before Dark Souls, because this is when Demon Souls had still... Right. It was blowing up, but people, like, people were whispering about it, like, oh, what is this Demon thing? Souls. Yeah, yeah. But I remember people being like, ah, Japan, they just fucking lost, they yeah, lost they the thread, they, and they then... They online, they don't know how to do the community stuff, and... Dude, that fucking Dark Souls 1 which yeah. just blew my fucking mind and then like 2 I mean, was meh, but... I would say probably some of my favorite games of all time for the past couple of years near Breath of the Wild Dark Souls Bloodborne Man. whatever all of those come from Japan and they yeah. come from Japan and feel Japanese in a specific way there is a rigidity yeah you're talking about rigidity absolutely That's yeah. there is a rigidity there is like you have to buy into what they're selling right, right? like if you have no they do not do the AAA U.S. studio thing of like no. stand down all no. what I'm talking about. The tumor. And I, I'm saying it kind of flippantly, but and I don't think it's terrible, but it is something you very much notice when you go between like this polish has to appeal to everybody. Go, go play a recent Assassin's Creed exactly. and then go play Sekiro and be yeah. like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. like, this is okay. I remember going between Assassins and Red Dead at the same time and being like, wow, <laughs> wow. And that made Red Dead seem even weirder. Because it's a big triple A thing too. Red Dead, if you want, if you wanted, if you wanted a paper, if I was yeah. teaching a, <laughs> a design uh, class or something, uh, let's say a, 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 I don't know, a master level class on video game writing I'd be, right. or video game design, I'd be like, let's compare Sekiro and Red Dead. Yeah. Red Dead is Western excess. Yes. If we can, if we can we, fit it, we're putting it in. Seven years of development. Fuck it, we're putting on. All right, we finally have to do it. Sekiro is the game is twelve gigs. Mm-hmm. Like all of our other games are twelve gigs. Right. And meanwhile, Red Dead's like what weighing in like a hundred gigs. Like yeah, but secure for me. Like I loved Red Dead. I loved Arthur Morgan. 
But the precision but, of that game. Yes, Sekiro so is like, my personal achievement. It's like a right? Sony thing compared to... I'm trying to think of a good electronics comparison for excessive thing like Red Dead. But but it has that... Yeah. I always felt like Sony stuff has that like kind of very utilitarian. Like this yeah. thing works and it works well. And that's what's good about it. Um, yeah, it, it, they're just vastly different. They're worlds apart. Yeah. Um, and, and just it, the way that just there's discipline. Like there's... Th- I feel like... Any of these Japanese games that we like are asking something of yeah. you, right? They're like, all right, are you, can you do 80 and, hours? And I always ready? Like, say that, you know, it's kind of blowhardy, but say that about uh, Dark Souls is like, it couldn't have been made in the U.S. Because the idea of discipline in that way is not culturally valued really here, where it definitely is more so in Jap- Japan. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, we can obviously enjoy it. It's just that uh, the games made in this country, unless they were inspired by something like that, it's not like inherent to our... Yeah, our kind of but, sense but even of so, worth but wrap it like bring in Eastern European games. So they bail, they yeah. did a sequel to Path of Logic, yeah. which I don't know if you have any experience with Path of Logic personally or by reading it. Rock yeah. Paper Shotgun did a very long series on it. Like I have 10 certainly years heard ago. the name, but I cannot think of the game. As soon as I start saying it, you're like, oh, it's Stalker. But basically, Eastern European, mm. everything's grim, everything's brown. Okay, life is suffering. There is there is Eastern European like Elex that game that came out right. maybe two or three years ago. There's just something off. Like the game is needlessly cruel. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like so, you, Japanese games, it's like you need discipline. Get yeah. the fuck in here. Like focus. Learn focus. Yeah. Rockstar is like, can we fit it? And, and what if we fit more? On what if top we put of more that? on top of it? And what if we put more? On Eastern top of Europe that? is like, wow, life is suffering, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Also, our other PCs are ten years old, so everything's going to be a little fucked yep. up. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then they have the German games of like Anno, which is like, hey, do you yeah. like economies? Do you like producing? Sure. Yeah. You're going to fucking love Anno. Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> or do you like Grand Strategy? Fucking here's a million Grand Strategy Is games. Is Paradox keep German? They are Swedish. Okay. That makes sense. I know they're European for sure. They work with a lot of developers though. Yeah. They own, a, and they own a fair amount of like other smaller developers. They own now. Vampire Masquerade That's now. right. I kid, that's going to be a fucking trip. That will be wild. I'm excited to see someone take another stab at that thing. The f- You know what? I Now that I'm saying this, now that I'm reminiscing about it, the first... That first hub of Vampire Bloodline, Santa Monica, is so yeah. good, and then it's like Dark Souls where you get the you get the vessel, the Lord vessel, right? And you're like, I actually fuck this game. Like I you're kind of like, eh, actually, much. like, yeah, I did this once. Yeah, <laughs> I've already you know done yeah. this. The Duke's archives are fine. Yeah, you know, like that's probably the best area out of the the floor. the latter because like I have a very two, two giants I don't love, even though it's clever and fun in the way that it fucks with you and is dark and scary. Yeah, in uh, pinwheels because he's a total pushover but uh, new londo is so did new you londo I... have you played the remastered edition yeah so they changed new londo if when you go and you can see way more of yes it now. yeah the draw and you can see it and, stuff. and yeah. that made me like it more on the second playthrough yeah or play, it, and i was just like okay you can see it's like a burned out church right like way over the water and like, like that's the point where you go down yes. and, like, and yeah. so i've come to like that area more but i've never liked it because of that first i think that's yeah. like a very like the first two, two hours in Dark Souls, you're like, I'm going to go down here. Oh, God. And you're just yeah. like, fuck this. And now like, I basically go down there to get that fire ember, uh, the ember. Yep. And then you just run yeah, and run get back. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Until you have to go get uh, the Abyss Walker. But not yeah. Abyss Walker. And yeah. Lost Islith is cool as an area, but it's a very bad boss fight. And uh, I guess New Londo, yeah, New Londo is not terrible. The ghosts can go through walls in shitty ways. but other than They have that, very long arms. They're ghosts. Sights. That's what they do. But the uh, but the Duke's archives of the invisible stuff and like the rotating staircases, the Harry Potter staircases is probably my favorite. I like them. Although that boss is also pretty bad. I like. I would say Seat the, sucks. The last and you have four to die bosses. Nido's all right, but um, I don't like the Bed of Chaos. I don't like Seath, and I don't. The Four Kings are all right, I guess too. But yeah, it's did definitely you, that thing where when you get I, to that last quarter, you're just like, yeah, this isn't as good. This is how I broke the fucking game. Mm-hmm. 
So apparently, what happened to me was like a one in a thousand, not one in a thousand, but like pretty close, like mm-hmm. one in like a hundred for playthroughs of like, I got the Black Knight sword, mm-hmm. the two-hand sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it just does like 240 damage. Oh, that thing damage. is ridiculous. And if you, all it needs is five Twinkling Twilight, or not Twinkling Twilight, Twinkling, Twinkling, Twinkling Titanite, Twinkling yeah. and it, that's it. Yep. You, have, you have one of the best, and so I just did that, and now the game is broke for me. Yep. And yeah, that, that's like that's where I'm just like I kind of like oh well they got rid of this in Sekiro like yeah maybe Dark, it's for the best Dark Souls like one had several specific builds that could really fucking wreck and but I wasn't even trying to do it I was no, like no. I'm gonna go full magic and then I get the sword and I was like well I guess I'll fucking there do are this many sword. more like, like OP builds in Dark Souls one than there are in Dark Souls two than there are in Dark Souls three et cetera et cetera they, yeah. they, they get better at it as they go but yeah stuff like the uh, the bleed system too in in one is so, oh dude with the Uchi Katana yeah is ridiculous. if you go yeah. into that hard you can fucking destroy which is funny because diablo 2 had the same thing of crushing blow which is like literally i think the modifier to weapons is just like every 10 percent, you just take off a quarter of their life right which is like why would you yeah uchi katana is the same way i've watched boss spars go from like full to a quarter full yeah (laughs) if you power that thing up enough it's um Um, which is why they definitely changed the bleed in dark souls 2 and 3 (laughs) because it was completely broken very overpowered anyway uh yeah but sekiro doesn't have it also lacks a lot of that stuff because it doesn't have builds. Yeah, but so, uh, I think that's a net positive because it just lets I think you so focus too. on the fucking combat. And it also like, allows them to design the encounters specifically in a way where they're like, well, this person could have magic that fucks everything up. So. Hey, or they have a demon of hatred and they're just like, actually, you know what? Fuck, we're going to do it the yeah, old way. We're gonna do Fuck the dark you. Souls. We're, we're going to make you fucking do that, Dark Souls. I want to say that was a 25 minute fight. Yeah. Every that, time. That Every one, attempt was 20, 20 to 25 minutes. That for one me. is a beast uh, from the looks of it, at least. I did not. I alighted the beast. I let the sculptor do his thing, and then I became the sculptor. Uh, yeah, I got the worst ending because guess what? I didn't do one of the eight thousand fucking steps. You didn't listen through the hole in the wall. <laughs> that was that was one thing I didn't do. I did yeah. everything else except I didn't fucking eavesdrop no, no. on. Well, and that's weird because uh. I didn't complete that thing where she gives you the bell and you can go back to Harada State. But I did hear it enough, and I, I. So I'll say my ending. Basically, I you know kill yep. Ishun and then. Kuro comes out, he's like, we gotta break the bloodline, and then I stab yep. him, and he's dead. And that, that, Which, that feels like the bad ending, maybe, but no, that it does sever on immortality, so it does do what he wanted. Um, well, no, the bad ending is you betray everyone and oh, kill them and join the without. Ending. That's the bad that's ending. The bad I, ending. I, I felt like that ending that we got was yeah. the, I think that's the appropriate yeah, There one. are variations on it. I think the very lengthy... Uh, roundabout way to get the real good ending involves both of you guys Such going like bullshit dude so you have th- to go to look up an FAQ you're yeah. never going to realize that well and it's it's basically like so what happens is you and Kuro and Emma and I think Ishun still dies but um, you get together at the end of it and go like we gotta sever immortality but I don't want to kill you there's gotta be another way and then somehow the text you collect which is like the thing that lets you uh, <laughs> do that ending so you're getting different like texts from certain parts of the world uh, they basically say like, oh yeah, the immortality of the dragon, all that stuff comes from the east. You got to go there, and and which is a fucking great or the west, right? Yeah, because it's China, west, basically. Yeah, because yeah. in in Japanese mythology, a lot of times the west is where like here be dragons. This is where yeah. the crazy shit is. Uh, so like that could be setting up a sequel. So that feels like if they were gonna go with an ending to continue off of, that would be the one. They I mean, you you can't save Kuro. He dies. I, he, I mean, he, no, he doesn't die in that one. He doesn't die in that last version. Yes. He doesn't die, but he gets put in the body right. of the uh, uh, sacred child or whatever. Right, right, right. So the divine he, child, yeah. He's not dead, yeah. but he is in that... And she can feel him and talk to him. But she, he's dead, man. Come yeah. on. like He, 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 he no longer exists in a corporeal estate. Because there is one version like, where you kill yourself instead of killing him. Yes. 
Um, and I think that works. That suffers immortality as well. I don't fucking know. Who knows? But it uh, makes sense to me that going west to actually hang out with the Divine Dragon and be like, hey, man, could we not make people live forever and go crazy and full of centipedes? Uh, well, okay. Well, so here's the thing. Then don't fucking eat the fish from the fucking Fountainhead Palace with well, fucking hey, disgusting... Man, the sediment... I don't know if you heard about the sediment, but it's good for you. That when I found that <laughs> giant carp and all the little gross—that's fucked up, man. Like larva. I was just like, can, nah. you, can from not? They have to do something, right? No, and that's they a, always have to do that one fucking. thing. And I mean, that's a, the, the, even cooler is that that is a Buddhist thing. Like that's yep. not just something they made. No, no, it's I, gross. I, yeah. Let me back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not shitty. I'm, I'm no, no, no. I, I re- like yeah. it's just the culture shock of it's like gross. Oh, it's so gross. Gross like, fish the, stuff. Not only the gross fish stuff, but the way that once you realize what's happening inside of the people who have the centipedes. That they are just puppets in this weird way, and they like levitate up they when they like get up and stuff, and, they and their bend. limbs are like yes. flopping. Oh, it's so gross. I love it. Yeah, it definitely it reminds me of some of the more holy grotesque stuff in Bloodborne, where you're just like, oh, he's got a cape. Oh, that's his skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's more of, horrific in Bloodborne. But. So, did you ever get into horror manga? Uh, I've seen plenty of it. Yeah, or manga. I'm sorry. Yeah, there is one. There's some fucking horrifying. So shit there, in those there's things. this one specific author. He's like or artist, like whatever. Yeah. He is known for doing like specifically creepy shit. I don't remember the exact plot of it, but mm. basically what happens is there's this infectious gas that's seeping into everyone's houses. Right. Your inside gets hollowed out, and you just kind of become a skin bag. Oh, so it's like that Simpsons Halloween special. <laughs> Almost. You don't get turned inside out, but it's very Except for close. that fog that turns everyone inside out. Yeah, and it just keeps going and going, and the and like. It's almost Game of Thrones-esque, and it's like, how far can we take it? Like, how right. bad can it be? And so the girl that he's sleeping with ends up, like, doing it. Her head comes detached. Her mm. head just starts, like, expanding out. And, like, all... Yeah, it's... Her head folds the other way. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. really grotesque stuff. Yeah. The fact that I saw that on a 4chan post eight to ten years ago and remember it, that's right. how, like... That's, yeah. That's what the weird larva stuff reminded me of. It's just yeah. like, yeah, everyone has a fucking disgusting centipede, centipede in them. In them. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's pretty God. pretty gnarly. Um, I, I yeah, I think it was one of those things that like, especially as a th- like through line, as you start to see what the corruption is doing to people, like it it is that really great thing what they do with storytelling, where it's like these things that seem disparate and random all start to kind of coalesce and make sense. Uh, yeah, much more straightforward in this than any of their other games. Like I felt yes, like at the end the- of the game, I knew it was happening. A, I knew what my ending meant, but I also had ideas of like, where did this come from? Why is this yes. actually a problem? Whereas Dark Souls, especially Dark Souls One, it's very much like go to YouTube because otherwise you're just going to be writing notes of item descriptions and then you'll get there maybe. Um, so, but see, that's yeah. and here's where I got annoyed with that is that I think the core story of Dark Souls of, of Miyazaki trying to read Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, and, and not just pull it through, yeah, not knowing enough yeah. English and just being like, okay, so this guy is, and then these people are infected, and there's apparently a bunch of gods. Like, I love yeah. that idea, yeah, and that I almost feel like the expectation is there. The thing that saved Sekiro was that, like you said, they based it on Buddhism. Yeah. So they had the huge. There's yeah. a huge amount of when they said they it in it the from. real world, and they said it in Senkaku era in Japan with Buddhism. Like poor Robert. Even though those places are fake, uh, they gave themselves enough of a, a, a fence, I guess, to to tell a more straightforward story, but also to tell something that is, I think, also inherently interesting to us because we're not Japanese, so we haven't heard these myths and legends. before yeah, necessarily. So, and that's what I like. It's like it's it's the, he flipped Dark Souls one instead right. of him trying to understand Western culture, right. us trying to understand that's Eastern exactly. through that fucking thing of like, yeah. oh God, is this what Buddha's about? It's like no, no, Buddha existed at yeah. a point. But there, and I'm gonna have to carve him, like. But the idea of like a warrior Buddha and all this other stuff is like these interesting things that yeah, wouldn't occur to you as a Westerner yeah. because it's not part of your culture. So it's cool to see. I mean, you can see that stuff in anime. You can see that stuff yeah. in other stuff. But, but 
if you want to talk about games in general, it's the yeah. same thing of stalkers. Like, yeah. oh, Chern- we to, to Americans, Chernobyl was like, well, look at the Soviets oh, try, try to do nuclear power. We really fucked that up. And then on yeah. the Soviet side, it's like, no, motherfucker. Like, this was everything we knew it was wrong. Yeah. It was in Ukraine, uh, which the Russians arguably shouldn't be there. Right. We fucking hate, yeah. Like, the Ukrainians hate them, obviously. Yeah. Some of them do. Um, they got, they lied. They just keep lying to us. Yeah. Human life was sacrificed on a whore. Like they literally like, Hey, do you want to do concrete? Yeah. Can you fucking go in? Oh, you won't come back. You won't come back. Your bones will be liquid by the time you're done. Right. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going on Joe Rogan. I'm going full Joe Rogan. No, so compare that to get the camera angle. Higher. Yeah. Hey Jamie, can you No. So flip that on script. Fukushima. Like yeah. there's the same thing of older people volunteered to do it. Yeah. Cause they knew they were going to die, exactly. but they, it was like honorable. Exactly. Right, so that's a that's a different that's, cultural climate right. than yeah. So they both had to deal with nuclear disaster. Yeah. Russia chose to look at it as like this is it, life yeah. is over. Like it's totally nihilistic. Like Japan is like no, no, we will do it for like we'll because yeah. we have nothing. We will give up ourselves. Like God, yeah, it's a different different thing. And Jamie, and, pull up that clip. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean that's coming back to like why it's great that Japan is a player on the stage of video games again is that we get stuff like that we wouldn't get that from a u.s developer and we would get it more sanded down or we would get it cold. it would just have like you'd get you'd you'd kill the first enemy and get an achievement yeah exactly you'd fill several bars and yada yada <laughs> <laughs> so you'd get yeah so in dark souls if, if i redid the tutorial for dark souls at the, yep. the, the asylum right so the first one uh the first enemy you defeat yep. you get some currency you get sure. you get hollow currency yeah okay it's different than bone currency don't and don't soul no, 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 no 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 this is all different what about salt currency <laughs> sure. sure. Um, yeah. Infinite respawn. There'll no be, penalty for death. Loot boxes. Yeah. It's just the way that the, those games and the way that From makes those games, it's like it was so. I, when I went into Sekiro, I was like, oh, okay, this is a From game, whatever. And after about an hour, it's like, it's so weird how much of this is like meeting an old friend, essentially. Like menu systems, the way the camera looks and feels, the way the particles look, like all these things that are just them. But then you're also, this is completely different. So, like, it's really fascinating. They can take that framework, remain distinct. It still feels like their games and no the, one else's. The first time you sit at an idol. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, yeah. fucking. The fade he, and like, everything. sits down and I'm Perfect. just like, yep. It's like they know the things that are, like, aesthetic and sound and imagery that trigger your Dark Souls brain. And they just keep some of those. They twist the knobs. And it just is... It's a masterclass, and See, just like using that style over and over again, but doing different stuff with it each time. Again, I and, uh, man, I thank God we live in an era when we can get all these games at the same time. Yeah. To like, I don't know, man. I, I it makes me happy that it's like, yes, I can play a Sekiro, yeah, which is going to be taxing, yeah. But hey, don't worry, I have fucking Assassin's Creed Odyssey yep. in the, on the back burner. On the other end, I can just, just hop in, fucking zone the fuck out. Yeah. Um, if I'm feeling like I want to optimize some shit, I boot up Factorio. Like. Right. We are getting, there probably has never been a better time to be alive for games, right? So many different types to play and the, the diversity of like length and severity of experience. Like you can go play, you know, like I was talking about playing Mordhau. That's like a multiplayer game I can just play for an hour. <laughs> and then, Everything I've heard about Mordhau is like, okay, so do I need to download a Half-Life 1 patch for this? Like, do, <laughs> no. I, do I need to download a sketchy mod file? No, like, no. It just feels that right, way. <laughs> and and that is fucking amazing. Yeah. So I remember trying to play. A yeah, I was like, their matchmaking was down the other day, so we just went into the server browser and used that. Yeah, and I fuck find it. like East Coast dueling RP yeah. only, where rats. It's awesome. Like, so it's a server that's like deathmatch, but it's dueling only. And there's basically a rules that come up at the beginning. It's like if you want to fight with somebody, you flourish because you can do yep. this with your weapon. You can spin it around. 
So I went in, and yeah, it's everybody just like waiting in a fight. And then if you see a certain person you want to fight, you twirl your weapon, they twirl theirs, and then you start fighting, and wow. no one interrupts you. And it's a really fun is way. It, so does it lock you in like that, like Star Wars Jedi Academy? No. 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 Okay, you just so have you, to play by the okay. rules, essentially. Because I think Jedi Academy had a thing where you could like yeah, duel, pair right? off, and then you wouldn't. But then you don't get damaged from other yeah, players. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. No, it's, it's, it is Can very much that was on the Quake a like, RPing kind of thing where yeah. you're like, I could just go up and stab people while they're fighting other people, but I get kicked. So... Uh, and there are even more severe RPing servers where people talk in yes. the chat and so, whatever. So did you see the... Uh, oh, what the fuck was it? Oh, I meant to bring this up for the podcast and I forget. So Overwatch has a workshop mode? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, keep... like As soon as I saw it, I was like, keep, Blizzard, keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Please. Like, uh, if there could be a fucking... Yeah. This, seen, is, this is presumptuous. Yeah. They'll never do it. Mm. But, like, just a fucking Gary's mod for Overwatch, dude. Like, you go in. Like, do you remember, um, what was uh, Halo 3? What was that called? The Forge? The Forge, yeah. That would be great. That would be awesome. Will they do game. it? Probably not. Probably not. But, like, some but of the could custom... could you fucking imagine? Some of the custom modes they've made for that, though, are really cool. Like, Anna Paintball, where everybody's Anna. Yeah. But you're, all, your, all your guns are one-hit kills and stuff, and, like... They they the the way they just let people tweak that I think is pretty, I think pretty neat and very like it feels like old PC stuff right so I'm saying like I that that fuck there's a heyday of like early 2000s when you're yeah. just like boy I hope they let me on the server jailbreak natural selection jailbreak natural selection yeah. science and in, do you ever play science and industry no action, fucking great action game half life whatever action half life or yeah. uh, urban chaos there was urban one ca- was, yeah urban whatever. combat I think urban combat yeah just these just shooters where you go in and like. Yeah. There's like there's sounds playing that shouldn't be. There's so like there's like a guy family quotes. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say there's like a that family was the, guy the, quote, the, the, like the South me- Park. The distinct memory of UT two thousand four, especially with yeah. joining servers and just downloading a ton of yep. South Park and ton and of just all these illegally ripped fucking South Park <laughs> yeah. clips. And Homer Simpson just yelling every time people get kills. Like it, our t- Team Fortress classic murder ball. That yeah, was it's definitely mod. something when when Jeff would play Trackmania. Yes! on stream, yes! and you'd see it, and you'd be like, "Oh, this feels like home." Which, which <laughs> and, is, infuri- and other people would see it and be like, "What is fucking happening?" On which that is infuriating. Yeah, right. And which is infuriating because, yeah. like, I don't know. I know that we can't go back to that in terms of like it. There's so many security problems. Like, yes, I'm right. gonna run a fucking server on my PS4. Like, right. No. 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 We're going to rent a server on a rack where we can look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a Stadia future, right? And yeah. so, I don't know, dude. I hope to God that we get to a point where it, it goes that... Like, as soon as I saw that in Overwatch, I was like, I might have to play this. Yeah. I might have to reinstall this and fucking go into those weird... I, They're doing their anniversary. What is it called? Is it right Workshop? Now, yeah. No. What is the fuck is it called? Uh, I don't know. So, Fortnite has a Workshop too, and I think that might be similar... No, I can't remember what the Overwatch one is called. I thought it was just custom servers. Yeah, you just basically yeah. fuck around. You're fucking around with the um, rules, and you can do all sorts of slider shit that's very granular. Yeah. And you can do low grab. You can do essentially kind of what mutators were in a real tournament. <laughs> do you remember mutators, That's dude? kind of a better version. Oh, my God. Um, that That is the... I hope we can get back there. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about that time where it was just like, you saw the progress bar, and you're just like, yeah. oh, I gotta download these fucking South all Park right, quotes. It's gonna be and yeah. then sometimes it wasn't, but sometimes, it, and there was that thing. Well, sometimes and, you would just get hit because you weren't in on the clan, dude. And I had a thing with Battlefield, especially where I had servers I fre- I frequented over and over. I had a favorites list, and I would come back, and you'd notice some of the same oh, players, yeah. and like that stuff was totally gone now with matchmaking. I but know, the, and I, yeah. 
but that yeah. idea of having like, well, this is the server I always go to on Fridays. It's always full and it's not people who are shitty or racist. So this is a great place. And uh, Man. that was always the thing. And back in those days is you have to find the parts that were not garbage. So so I got deep into Day of Defeat. Oh, I love Day um, of Defeat. Day of Defeat's a great fucking infantry-based World War II shooter for yeah. the kids for kids who don't know. It was around the era of Counter-Strike. It was the first big half-life I would say, after Counter-Strike. I would say it was an alternative to Counter-Strike in that like if you wanted to be edgy, you were like, I don't play 1.6, I play. It was the other one that Valve made a box copy of. Along they eventually did, yeah. which it, it wasn't as good. No. Uh, it, it, Same it, thing it, with Counter-Strike yep. in box. That's why, it's why people to this day are still playing. You can go and play. What, is, to, what was the old one called? The the box Counter-Strike they had with a single-player campaign? Was it Global Offensive? No, no not Global Offensive. Uh, Condition Zero or some that's fucking it. thing. That's it. And it was terrible. Yeah. Um, which is why to this day you can still play 1.6. I think, you can play uh, Counter-Strike 1.6. The internet's favorite person, Randy Pitchford, helped make that game. How's he doing, Ben? Uh, do good. you want to talk? Do you? No, we're we, we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of reminiscing. I don't know if we want. Yeah, to, do you want to fuck it up? <laughs> Randy Pitchford seems like a con artist, uh, and also seems like he's losing his fucking mind. Uh, which is I'm like, not no I'm not gonna give him that credit. I'm it, not gonna give him the credit to say he's actually he's mentally ill. I think too that he, bad that so many people are working on what looks to be a pretty good Borderlands sequel. You think? And he's at the fucking head. Do you think it is, or is it just gonna be the same fucking? I mean, it looks shit? like the same fucking thing, but it's been like a long time since Borderlands too. And I'm actually on the fence of like I'm glad it's not Destiny. Like I think it would have been neat to add some of those things in but the idea of a live game loot shooter with raids and stuff that doesn't there's already a ton of those yeah there's anthem there's the division there's but anthem's killing it but what are you talking about anthem's killing it it's great destiny whatever like there's enough of those games so the idea of just doing a straight up four-player co-op shooter in that universe like i could see it being good and it looks looks all right like the classes and stuff but are they gonna have uh, i have so many fucking questions yeah are they, is it going to be Diablo 2 for first-person shooter? I mean, that was Borderlands 2. That's like, Borderlands, Borderlands 2. 2 that, like, that, for me, it will never... down yeah. on the elemental damage stuff, so you're, you're constantly, like, switching your weapons. But not the armor? Stuff. Yeah. Like, not... Never, never switching armor. I never understood that. Um, and, you know, Borderlands 2 had such a rotten, like, sense of humor, generally speaking, that I, I've soured on that game. It was like, lower co- lowest common denominator. It was fine. Like, it, as long as you didn't pay too much attention to it, but it was so pleased with itself so constantly, I just... It really... Left pretty, oh, you like these memes? Huh? You like yeah. these memes? Check out. <laughs> you want to go to the sewers, fight these turtles? They all got bandanas. On. There's pizza everywhere. There's a Dark Souls homage. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, there's a. There's a. There's you have to run through a poison swamp, and then yeah. you get there, and there's a fire. There's a fire, uh. bonfire. Yeah, they did that. Dishonored has a bonfire yeah. randomly placed. They did that a lot, but um, I. It's just fucking crazy because Gear, Gearbox has also come off a string of failures. Uh, Battleborn, Aliens, Colonial Marines, you, you look at, you, Duke Nukem Forever. You look at Gearbox and you're just like, how the fuck, how does it even exist? I think Randy Pitchford is the answer to all of those. It's, he's a magician. Do you, all right, let me ask you. Do you think it's a cult of personality? No, not anymore. I think enough people all right, have let's, left. All right, let's back Enough up. disgruntled people have left and said bad stuff about him that they I They lost the voice of Claptrap. Yes, they lost Claptrap. And not only did they lose the voice... His PR team, uh, I'm yeah. giving him credit to say he has a PR team. I, <laughs> so we don't, just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving him too much credit to say he even has PR people. But the fact that, that wasn't handled through back channels, right. like as someone who works in marketing, I'm like, what was the done fuck are you doing? Over what are you Twitter? Doing? Like, what the Dude, fuck? Dude, what are you fuck? doing? Like, if I was, who's publishing? 2K? Yeah. I would be on the fucking phone yeah, being like, I get this fucking guy on the phone. I he is still, not only... On top of the fucking week-long meltdown he went on after the, the, the microtransaction thing that got supposedly misinterpreted by Game Informer, which I don't think it was. I think they completely reported on what he said. He said no microtransactions and said, oh, wait, but cosmetics. Ben, how could you fuck me on this? How could you fuck me on how this? How could you fuck me how on this? But he spent the week 
just like randomly tweeting back at people like he's just kind of lost it and it's weird because you would think 2k would have stepped in at some point but what i think is that because of this weird thing where randy founded gearbox and they were an independent studio for a long time Uh and borderlands was a huge hit and i don't know that 2k ever bought them fully and i wonder if when they did kind of start having exclusive publishing they didn't get the control over 2K uh, over Gearbox that they wanted. God. And since he's a founder, it's kind of like the Gabe Newell thing where it's like, what are you going to do? Get rid of him? No. But Gabe Newell not. doesn't fucking go on Twitter no, exactly. and lose his fucking it's mind. Not, it's more that what he's are you so, doing? he is so the founder of that company still that you couldn't fucking move him even if you wanted to. Hum- and, all right, humor me, Ben. For someone who has no idea what the fuck we're talking about, who's Randy Pitchford? So Randy Pitchford is the head of Gearbox Software. No, no, uh, see, you already fucked up. A, he's, he's a, magician. a magician. He's a fucking a, magician. A, he's a fucking magician. And I'm not, we're not joking. No, he really is he is way into magic. Okay. Uh, it's really fun. I watched... Um, sidebar uh but i uh i saw avengers endgame really liked it and i think the day after i watched ant-man and the wasp and uh there is a randy pitchford camera. there is a long running joke that so paul rudd's character in ant-man movies he's in prison uh in or he's in under house arrest at the beginning of the second movie because of stuff he did in another marvel movie <laughs> okay uh and so he's he's in house arrest and one of the things he's doing to pass they do this montage of him passing time like playing drums and reading The Fault in Our Stars and some other funny Paul Rudd stuff. But one of the things he does is he practices up-close magic like uh, wow. off the internet. He's like watching YouTube videos. Yeah. And the, he shows it to people, but the only people ever impressed by his close-up magic is other grown men. Like, no kids find it funny. It's right. a really good joke. And I was watching it and just cracking up because I'm like, this is what Randy Pitchford thinks is cool. And it's just the dumbest shit. And so he has this weird personality where he wears like silky... Like fucking magic I think, clothes. I so think it's a magician. Th- like yeah, but he wears it in interviews. Yeah. Like he he doesn't when he's at, not off the clock. When at PAX, the Borderlands trailer did not play correctly. He did magic to stall like for oh twenty to thirty minutes. Were you there live for that or not? I was not. I missed uh, that panel because when I got there, what the fuck are you doing? And then I heard about it afterwards. I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't in that room because I would have cringed to death. But I really want to watch it now because it sounds hilarious. Your body would fold like a centipede. Like a centipede. It's it like just, uh, when Pac-Man dies and he just he, eats himself. He eats himself, yeah, right. That would be it. Uh, but it was he's he's just an incredibly weird person, and he's gotten so much more eccentric since Gearbox has been on the rocks because he has straight up lied. I mean, I, I eccentric or is he being revealed? I mean, yeah, he's Here's being, what, he's uh, being uh, revealed he, as, he, as let's kind be real. of a uh, uh, yeah, a trickster. Did you or... watch him in the No Clip documentary where he comes off as the biggest fucking sleazebag? And like... also, like, you know, talking shit about Valve and like, oh, we developed this thing. And it's like, dude, I don't know, man. Opforce is good. Blue Shift is fine. But like, let's not give yourself too much credit for so, Half Life. So there's this thing when, back in the day when I was a reporter yeah. for that period of time in my life where I wanted to fucking stress 100% of the time. If someone was too open with you yeah. and too forthcoming, you were like, mm, something's up. Either they're like probably a disgruntled employee, like, yeah. or you know, they're a kook. Like, and as soon as I saw that no clip documentary, Randy Pitcher just started fucking opening up on Gabe Newell. I was yeah. like, this fucking like I would never yeah. give a microphone never to this, trust this guy. guy. No, yeah. I would and I never would. And yeah. That was what? When did that no clip documentary come out? Like uh, the Half Life th- one probably last end of last year, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, Maybe we talked about it at Millie's or something, but I was yeah. just like, I was like, this guy seems like a fucking, I don't know, it's something weird. And then, yeah, fucking not two months after that, yeah, just the, the medieval times stuff. Just like, what are you doing? Embezzling like twelve million dollars of company funds into his own personal accounts. Like these are Whatever. and these are these are claims. Alleged, these are claims. Yeah, but claims. still, but pretty serious shit. And uh, the fact that he was allowed to be there, the head of Borderlands Three after that, is bananas. 
after this recent thing, it's even be more bananas if they were just like, is there anybody else on the dev team who can talk about the game and not just completely light their fucking pants on fire? There probably, as soon as they there probably is, and they're not being given a voice. And like, that's that's the reality. It's probably he has like right of refusal. This fucking guy sucks the oxygen out of everything. everything. Yeah, and it becomes it's not even about the game anymore. And it's been you know circulated at least that there's plenty of people at, who have left Gearbox or people that work there currently that hate that his showboating bullshit like it's just it well, does it's no not, benefits to the game right it's not fair to the hundreds of man and hours he, you know i mean my experience with kind of the the wool off my eyes over that studio because i really was a big fan of like brothers in arms i was really happy don't when do borderlands it. was good brothers in arms is amazing because it was this thing where borderlands was like put out to die between a call of duty and a battlefield game like it was just they had no faith in the product they had no faith yeah. in the product and, and, and it was the last ditch for the studio who i was like oh they're so scrappy i love brothers in arms i love those half-life expansions it was so cool to see them like there was a mid-tier developer that still exists when yeah. borderlands was a huge hit and i was like oh cool would you, and would they you say they were basically like a, squandered it yeah like, you, would you say they were like um like a raven yeah, or like a that's exactly they were the last yeah. kind of surviving breed of that mid-tier that middle yeah, yeah, yeah. pc developer that could have Made expansions, but also Wait, Raven, make their own things. Raven did Hexen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or like Grey Matter. Or yeah. Oh like man. Uh, so, people, no. People can fly. No. Who did? Um. People can fly was a uh, painkiller. Pain. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of just generic like yeah. B movie shooter, right? Yeah. Like, like mid tier games that don't really exist anymore. Right. Um. So, but they. Right. I was always kind of pushing for them because they were independent. They were one of the last of that type of studio left, and I really did love a lot of their earlier games. And uh, Borderlands Two was the first like, ah, this is good. Like this is a good game. But I, I don't love some of the tonal stuff. What and about then, the memes? And the memes. And then uh, I think it was, I went to one of their panels after Borderlands 2, and it was a por- panel about Colonial Marines. Oh, man, what the fuck are you pitch, doing? Pitch for it on the panel, just talking about like, oh, we really like did the work. I met with Ridley Scott. We went through the archives. And he just bullshitted for 45 fucking minutes about how great this game's going to be. They didn't show a minute of it. They showed a couple of screenshots. And it was like this really weird thing in the room where it was just like, Okay, they're gonna show the game at some point, and then he's like, "Oh, we also are publishing Duke Nukem Forever at the end," and it was like, "Oh boy!" And then Colonial Marines came out, famously a fucking train wreck, class action lawsuit level of fucking train wreck. I mean, that was a stunt. That was yes. a, that's a stretch. Like, like a lot of class action lawsuits can be, but this one was like that game was, and it was it was you know they they talked at that panel like they developed that game in house as soon as it was a garbage fire pitch where it was like oh Sega did most of that Sega Australia yep. developed most of that game we didn't touch it it was a comp job whatever how, how and as soon he... as that happened I was like this guy has no fucking soul like he just he is he is a total salesman and he's somehow framed himself as like this man of the man of the video game people I've been here for a long time I helped make all these things and Ben we are really he we're... is finally now like maybe totally broken past that so ben we are like we are you just fucking made a fucking perfectly wrapped <laughs> analogy for donald trump <laughs> right yeah you literally just fucking described oh god you're right donald trump what oh, the fuck are you doing no i have to drink now i'm sorry oh boy by the way we're drinking on this podcast because yeah. i've had a bad fucking day yeah yeah you literally just described what like you just described the trajectory of the country for the past four <sighs> years what the fuck are you Jesus doing christ but and then oh by the way can this fucking guy be on twitter can we, can we put him on yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Oh, we can? Oh, okay, can. great, great, great. Put him on. He can speak for the brand independently, and we can't control him. Like, it's it's bananas. Like, uh, I... I. Oh, my God. You know, God. I'm not clamoring at the gills for a Borderlands sequel. It's, I will play it. It seems I, neat, I think you but... and I you and I have the benefit of being removed, so we're just yeah. kind of watching through the eyes of a third party where we're just right. like, man, this was Oof. sucked to be a fucking Borderlands yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. Or sucked to be an employee at Gearbox. Oh, well, yeah, that goes, yeah. Without, that goes without saying. But no, like, that's what I'm saying, like, 
So in politics, there's there's the notion of political capital, right? Right. So you kind of basically you, like you you accrue you, it, as you, you accrue it, and then you in, in a grand strategy game, you yep. you you use it up on something. So basically, for like historical Barack Obama. Fucking basically blew his entire load on healthcare. On healthcare, exactly. and burned all those bridges. And yeah. but he got done, right? But he got it done, yeah. Right. So, well, well, whatever. People some are, semblance of, but you know that, that it was a it I'm, was I'm, a strategic move that did have some payoff. George W. Bush spent his political capital on Iraq, right? And that and was then it. Once like, that was done, that nobody was wanted it. anything to and do. And that's with all it. people remember him yeah. for, right? Exactly. Um, whatever. Yeah. And for Randy Pitcher, I'm just like, well, where did he even start with political capital? Like, was yeah. it that he was basically, he got to work with Gabe Newell yeah. when that company like, was coming le- up? Legacy, essentially. And they burned it with, yeah, like Colonial Marines, Duke Nukem Forever. Like, Duke Nukem Forever is but such a, like, it now feels like a clear business decision of like, oh, nobody wants that. We could fucking do that. I bet we could gussy it up and sell it to a bunch of suckers. Is, and is it, is it Anthony Hopkins that's like, guilty of taking, he'll, he'll do a paycheck. Right. Yeah. He'll, he'll do a pay. He needs a paycheck. Yeah, right? yeah. So Anthony Hopkins will do, he needs a paycheck, so he'll do whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, as soon as they started doing Alien Colonial Marines. Yeah. Fucking, or before, was Duke Nukem before Colonial Marines? Uh, forever? I think. Yes. So it was Whatever, they Borderlands might have been. 2, last like great thing, and then then Colonial Marines, then Duke Nukem right. Forever, and then and it's they just got like, some goodwill by buying bang back Homeworld, which everybody loves. <sighs> um, but but then let's be real. But they that, didn't really touch that. That should have gone to a German, like a, well, a you know. Yeah, and like they a, published, so they, they did the remakes of Homeworld 1 and 2, which are decent, and then uh, The Deserts of Karak, which was developed by another studio, and they published yeah. that. Uh, so that's a pretty good game, as far as I know. What um, is it? Deserts? Deserts of Christ. It's like a you're. It's it's oh, homeworld style. It's homeworld. It's homeworld, but on, on the, the ground. Yeah, yep, exactly. yep, yep, yep. And you have like the mother. But it has the mothership and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. But they didn't do it. They no, just published, they just it. published it. Exactly. Man. Um, but like the idea that like the that investing any money in Duke Nukem Forever is like a worthwhile thing is such a like old man '90s computer thing that doesn't make any sense if you look at it. In the real world. I, I think about who's listening to this podcast in 20 years, and they're yeah. just going to be like, what, what, what is, is a Duke, Duke Nukem? Nukem? Yeah. yeah. Um, man. So, and of, but of course he ended up with it. Yeah. yeah. So my question is like, yes, okay, so he got some goodwill. Yeah. But he's been drawing from that well Yeah, I think every he's, fucking he is at, like, in a negative point at this point. Um, but so, I, all right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they Palmer Lucky him, where there's like, he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared. Remember, remember when Palmer Lucky fucking paid for shit posting squads yeah. against Hillary Clinton? I remember when Facebook was like, yeah, he doesn't exist anymore. We got rid of him. Also, don't <laughs> Oculus is a Facebook brand. Now. Also, our CEO is a water person from an HP Lovecraft thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. That'll he's drinking come a, water come and like looking. Yeah, he's neck. just like he's putting gills. He's putting water in the gills during the in front of Congress. <laughs> fucking comes from Innsmouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he looked like whatever. Yeah. So for for all the shit, I don't understand. Like I, again, I am removed. Yeah. I don't know what a Borderlands fan thinks. Yeah, and that's the thing about that series that I think is continually surprising to me is that it still has huge I don't, fans. And that's, uh, that's what I don't and not, understand. And not just like, oh, I like Borderlands, but like people like, I have a fucking tiny Tina tattoo on my arm. And it's like, what? <laughs> How? Oh Why? God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I, I got embarrassed hearing you say yeah, that. Yeah. That's I've very upsetting. Looking at that's, it. <laughs> uh, if Something Awful was still doing tattoo SWAT, yes. I would urge them to go to the gaming subreddit and find oh, the tattoos. Boy. Do you remember Something Awful's tattoo oh, SWAT? I remember a lot of Something Awful columns that were great. <laughs> Photoshop Tuesday? Yeah, Photoshop uh, Friday. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Photoshop Friday after. That was the hottest shit in our middle school computer lab, man. So good. I maybe used high school, but either way, yeah, we we like that. I'm sorry, but I realize (laughs) I'm reminiscing a lot. I just I can't believe where everything is gone. Yeah. If you told if you told me 
in 2002, like, yeah, the guys who did um, um, uh, Opposing, Opposing Force. Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy just lost his fucking yeah. mind. He's a magician now. He left a, a USB stick with porn and company secrets at a medieval times. And that wasn't weird for some reason. It's <laughs> like, it's just, the, if you were to tell the trajectory of the last six months of Gearbox to someone. But I, I feel that way hilarious. about everything. I feel that way about like the country. Yeah. I you, feel that if way. If you were to like, tell people about the presidency for the past six months, 10 years ago, they'd be like, no, no. So wait, yeah. He's, He's well, just saying he's not going to do anything, and you're like, yeah, he's he's not yeah. going to do anything. He spent so much on golf at his own resorts. All right, resorts that, All right. No, I'm no, sorry, no. I'm we'll sorry. Stop. We'll stop. We'll I stop. just we <laughs> fucking we dipped our toe into that. We shouldn't. No, have done. I just like it's the thing. I'm just like if you told me like uh, like five years ago, I'd be like, yeah. shit, that's dude, not, that's not gonna happen. Um, and, it, and the gaming is the same. And gaming in in a good way. I, yeah. Honestly, I like what the Epic Store is doing. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't. Uh, we were talking about. I feel this bad before. for the people who pre-ordered shit. Yeah. And got fucked. That sucks. And and like the Epic Store itself, we were talking about little things where it's like, I was gonna buy John Wick, but there's no release dates on any of their pages. I so... wanted to see how many hours I was putting in this game, yeah, but I can't. But see I can't. It. But yeah. it's minor stuff, and and like you know, they have a Kanban flow. It's fine. They or no, not Kanban. They have a um. What was the, what's the game they're giving away for free right now? Is it still Story Isn't Told? Yes. Uh. You should get that game, by the way. I got you it. didn't have it because it's so good. I'm pretty sure I got it. Um, but that, like, you know, they've they've at least at at the very least they have fucking fucked up the Apple Cart enough that Steam has reacted, and that's all that that's all you can ask for at this point. Uh, well, so Ben, I, Steam didn't react. The robots behind that's Steam right. The reacted. the automation, the curators, the crowdsourced the, robot algorithm, the tags reacted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on uh, one level. I hate. Yeah, I hate Steam. Yeah, but on the other hand, I have so between you and me, we have a thousand games, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got close to five hundred myself. So I think I'm at four something. So yeah. we're right, we're close. We're close. Yeah. That shouldn't that shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it's the it's equivalent that weird thing. It's where you the equivalent back. of of realizing that you're putting all your stock. You only have the yeah. one stock, and you're like, oh. So I think I want to say uh, when Nintendo shut off the Virtual Console for the Wii, uh, okay. which was a weird thing because I hadn't thought about it in years, <laughs> right. and then I was like. Oh shit! They reported it, and I think Vinny was uh, on Giant Bomb was like, "This is the one of the first instances of like a short uh, store that had a ton of stuff that was pretty popular going completely black." Yep. And I was like, "You're right." And, and then I looked no... up like how many games I own on my Wii, my Wii uh, Virtual Console. It's like 30 games. They just disappeared yep. forever. And I, it was this you very supposed because uh, you never owned it. Exactly. You I just owned, owned a license to play fucking. Uh, Arc Razor on my Wii or whatever. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. If you if you had a copy of Diablo two, yeah, and you never patched it, yeah, you could still play That's it, right? I but could. you wouldn't have skill synergies, right? You wouldn't have rune words, like yeah. There's so that much... that line is yeah. blurred now. Like it's always it's been it was blurred in two thousand one. Yeah, it's blurred today. And it was a, it was an interesting feeling because it was like yeah, I just lost all that stuff I spent yep. money on. No, nope. but. It's also stuff I can very easily play for free. So, like, it wasn't a huge thing, but it definitely yeah. made me kind of reflect on, like, yeah, when I looked at my Steam library, I was like, I don't know that Steam ever goes away. They've talked about contingencies or whatever. They, they say they have a But button. I have they... so many fucking eggs in that basket. I know. That, like, if that, went, if that was to get fucked up in any way, I would lose so much money and games that I... And, and it's over eight years of time. Like, it's yep. a long time we accrued those games. But I, dude, I don't even want to think about. It. I just got my 15 year badge or something. I, yeah, I, 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 the only reason I have that is because I bought Half Life Two. Yeah, I have the Half Life Two one. So actually. you and I are we're we, probably the same badge level. Yeah, so we probably have like fucking 15 years of service. Yeah, and it's like that's great. Yeah, but you know who doesn't fucking get a gold watch at their 40th? <laughs> yeah, that that's done. Yeah, exactly. Th- there is no loyalty anymore. So it's 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 this weird thing of like, uh, yeah, it's a it's a worthwhile program and stuff. And and I think. 
through years of sales, but also like humble bundles, it just it, it became this ubiquitous thing that became much a much bigger right. container than but, I think they ever intended so, to. So I recently got over. I think I have over a hundred games on GOG. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's pretty good. I think I probably got like twenty or something. Yeah. Um, I am very much like I, not a libertarian, but like you know what I mean. Like I'm just like I'm kind of with GOG. If you don't want to download it using the client, you yep. can download you just, the fucking install. You can put on a USB stick yep. and run it off of that. And I've done it. Yep. Right. And so I'm just kind of like, as an adult, whatever, like, yeah. you know, getting into my 30s, I'm like, I got to diversify my shit. Yeah. Just like Chappelle's Wu-Tang That's Financial. Right. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Diversify yeah. your bonds. I'm not going to say the rest of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say the rest of it, but diversify your bonds. Yes, That's, exactly. that's the end takeaway. And now I have found the clip to open this episode with Ben. That's right. Fucking right up here. Boom. Yes. Wu-Tang Clan ain't um, nothing to fuck with. I love that fucking That's show. That's such a good sketch, too. Um, it's a great sketch. <laughs> it's time, you know. What's the other, like, there's, it's, it's the multiple different rap groups getting yeah. into, and it's it's Wu-Tang Financial and then Rocka Pads, it's like yeah. Maxi Pads for Rockefeller Records. So good. <laughs> Which they don't even, I don't know if Rockefeller Records exists anymore. Or if it's we gotta title. diversify our bonds N-word. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, so good. Yeah, and I look at it, and I look at Steam, and I'm like, I... I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do anything drastic. I'm not right. gonna close my Steam account. No, no, no. But that, I have that, started to do that where I'm like, can I buy it on GOG? Can I yes. buy it on so, Itch? Can I buy it on anything but Steam? So I was very stoked for Rome Imperator, which is a That's a paradox joint, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it is a grand strategy game taking place right up it's the three hundred years before Rome like is like, all right, motherfucker. Right. It's it's like I think it ends a year before Caesar. Yeah, so it's like barbarian invasions in the north and uh, right? Kind of, eh, okay. Not yet, not yet. Because Rome, Rome, like Rome isn't. I'm thinking even... of a different game. Uh, is it something? That, I think it's Enemy at the Gate. No, something at the Gates. But it was a yeah. Rome game set around. Yeah. With the so it, this happens way before that. So yeah. basically, like, if you want to know what Ireland looks like in fucking 400 BC, play this game. Hell yeah. Because with paradox yeah. games, it's never the the lead. The you know, what, what they say is the main character is right. never is. Yeah. So for example, World War Two, you uh, Hearts you, of Iron Four. You think the coolest game to play is either Germany or America. Right. Fuck that dude plays Venezuela. Plays Shit. Per- yeah. Dark and, Horse. Like, what the fuck well, is happening? That's the thing with Crusader Kings is like, what's the best place to start in Crusader Kings? Ireland. Which has Ireland's about, yeah. largely nothing to do with the Crusades, generally speaking. Or, or you could play, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm getting off topic. Yeah. Long story short, Paradox, I was like, do I buy it on GOG or do I buy it on fucking Steam? And I was like, I, I think I gotta go GOG, right? Yeah. I gotta just... And but, the fact know, that a new game comes out DRM free, I think, is worth supporting almost any time. I mean, Paradox is a freedom to do that. Sure. Steam, when Steam goes into talks with like uh, bigger companies, they yeah. just say, "Look, our DRM is there." Well, and 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 GOG has talked. I think they talked even in their um, the doc that NoClip did for them. And I know they've had some financial problems in the last couple of years with like games like uh, uh, they wanted to sell Witcher Thronebreaker only on there. And it didn't work. Right. Like, nope. without Steam, they were not able to right. make a lot of money. Uh, and they've talked about how, like, GOG is great for indies uh, because it's, like, a good uh, DRM-free. It's open, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Ubisoft, EA, basically their doors are closed before they even get oh, there. D- because that they was would a, never consider it was a non-start. DRM. So GOG because will, they yeah. have to talk to a pu- you know yeah. public trade to be like, you didn't secure our game at all? Like, right. you can't do that. Well, I mean, they're making the argument to people who don't understand games. Right. 
Exactly. And, and, and they've said and, that that's been a struggle, and I think it's yeah. gotten more of a struggle as they've gone on. Right. But, which but, explains their kind of next move, which is make an Omni launcher so they right, can kind sure. of tap into everything. But do, you, but do you think for a fucking second that yeah. Cyberpunk isn't going to make that fucking launcher ubiquitous? Oh, sure. On every like, fucking computer. That will like, definitely help. I mean, The Witcher also, but The Witcher was on Steam. So what, I, I know. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're exclusive. But what if? What if they did that? On PC, they, they fucking they might, probably dude. could. Like, the, do you think any part of GOG right now, their senior management is looking at Epic and being like, "We should fucking, we should only, we should make Cyberpunk our fucking launcher." Right. Which and, I'm not going to say it's a good or bad thing. No, and I mean the thing that Epic had uh, in their corner is the same thing that Discord had when they decided to integrate <laughs> video game stuff. Is they <laughs> I have, totally forgot Discord. They did have that. Right. a right, built-in right, right. mat. Like the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're the only two like services that have a a, a a user base that's anywhere comparable to Steam. Because because of Fortnite, Epic has a huge amount of backed up people who like only play Fortnite. So what if we could sell them some other games? So right. that's like a good idea because you have a bunch of accounts already made. Right. And Discord's the same way because everybody fucking uses Discord. Right. So if you were to just say, hey, Discord also integrates all your launchers together now. That's like, and then we have a store. Like it's, an, it's a shorter path to getting a ton of people on your store. Whereas if you're Origin or you play, you have to start from the fucking scratch and bank on the fact that you have Mass Effect 3 or... Assassin's Creed or whatever the fuck drove those launchers at the beginning. Um, but like, you know, with, with, uh, with cyberpunk, I think they, that would be, if there was any point where they could do, I'm not, that. I'm not saying they're doing that, but if there's any, point if, they, they if could, there is, that would be the that inflection. Would be the that would be the point to do it and if, say, or Witcher four, if that ever happens, but probably, I not. thought they were, are no. they not? I thought they were done with, they said they're property. done for a long time. We'll see at least. We'll see. Um, but like, you know, cyberpunk is their next big thing. And I think if they were to, at the, the reception that game got at E3 last year, Plus the fact that people like Cyberpunk shit. Like, if they were to just say on PC, this is a GOG exclusive, I think they could get away with it. We're, we're at exactly an hour now. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I want, to, I want to talk about the Westworld trailer. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so bad! What if, what if we cut this games episode now yep. and just did a quick TV thing <laughs> where we maybe talked about some things? I don't know. That might be yeah, too our, much. Right. That might be too much. Yeah, it might be too much. Okay, maybe we'll, I, I got some shit to do personal life, but okay. all right, we we'll have come, we have so much TV shit to talk about. Like talk I about, can't even deal. I mean, we got we should talk about Game of Thrones just for posterity's sake. We really like Barry a lot. Uh, it was so good. Sorry, I'm so glad, <laughs> right, right, so glad that show exists. So, all right, takeaways. <laughs> yes, we beat Sekiro. We beat Sekiro. Video games Randy Pitchford <laughs> is a fucking con artist. <laughs> yes. And we, uh, I don't know, just the future of the back half of Dark Souls isn't that good. No, no, and and. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a great little bumper bumper bowling if you want some f- some fun shit that's not too hard I want to talk and about, looks really good. I want to talk about the Westworld. Tra- I don't know. We'll do that. Right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we should do that. We'll I haven't it. actually watched it, so that would probably happen. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. See, this is what happens when we don't record. I get yeah. pen up, and I'm like, what the fuck? What I got to shit. All right. I think, I think we have to call it. Yeah, I think right so. Exactly I think, so. I think right. you know, what I'm playing now, I was saying, is Hades, that early access Supergiant yes. game. It's very, 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 very good. Um, I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't want to play this cause it's not finished, but I don't want to stop playing it cause I like it. Do you, so much. do you have any plugs for content that you've watched or just not games, but uh, like anything you want to just, I, I, I've been, I feel guilty cause I, there's so much shit I've been watching recently. Yeah. Like you mean YouTube content? Like yeah. So more... have you watched Ross's game dungeon? No. <laughs> okay. I've heard, like, I feel like it's been suggested to me by the algorithm at some point, but, uh, give it a shot. Do his what do I there's a lot of games he picks games that just 
I've never fucking seriously. You know what I was thinking about the other day? This is a weird thing. It ties into Gearbox. But uh, so they made a couple of third person shooters on the PlayStation 1 Duke Nukem games called the first one's Duke Nukem Manhattan Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, for whatever reason, I loved Duke Nukem when I was a kid, but I also, on the PS4, I rented, uh, PS1 rather, I rented that game like weekends and weekends at a time. And I was just (laughs) thinking about it the other day. I'm like, oh yeah, there was a third person Duke Nukem game. Called Manhattan Project, which was probably not good. That wasn't the platformer, right? No, no it was a third person. Yeah, it was, it was, third, third, it was like right. siphon filter, maybe style. Oh if you my want to put god! It in a, so post Metal Gear, like yeah, weird. but like behind the back, you lock on the stuff to shoot it. Yeah, like yeah, not yeah, yeah. dual joystick uh, shooting yet, but I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day, and I was like, I wonder if there's like YouTube rundowns of it. And I typed it in, and it was like four documentaries. Right, so plug it. What do you got? Plug it. Um, the only thing I can think that I've watched recently that was really cool. Or whatever. Uh, like, yeah, whatever. This uh, YouTuber, uh, Noah Gervais, he's a guy who does like very exhaustive, long, like series recaps. Uh, but he, he's way into Fallout. That's kind of why we started. He's not the guy that drove across the country. That's, yeah! That's oh it. My, I just watched that. That was great. Like, I, I, I heard the idea. It's like a 45-minute yeah. fucking video. And the idea is so essentially is he oh traces God. the maps of Fallout 1, 2, and New Vegas, the good one. And then he drives there and yeah. he, he remarks on it. Yeah, and he, oh and he like, finds the places that would represent. And at first, I was like, I don't know if that's going to work because it's such a weird series. And, like, it really does work does because he, he, the West is so... Fallouty by nature, just like these random houses that yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. in deterioration, and like his stuff about Vegas is really interesting, and it was really fascinating. I really like that. All right, lot. so who's your guy? Uh, no Gervais, no Caldwell Gervais, I think. No, or Caldwell Gervais. Yeah, give Ross's game dungeon a yeah. shot. He so Ross's uh, Ross's game dungeon. It's I think the YouTube channel is called Accursed Farms. Mm. He is very much an uh, an an activist for. Hey, it's when you kill a game online, yeah. when you disable the servers, that's illegal, right? Well, okay. whether but there, but there are things like City of Heroes we were talking about before right. this. But he I was talks thinking about, about the Matrix Online recently because it's this <laughs> weird extension of the Matrix. Because I was talking about the Matrix, right? In yeah, general, yeah, yeah. But like that, the you know, like they killed Morpheus in the Matrix Online. Yep. They did all sorts of weird shit through live events, and none of that exists anymore. No, it exists maybe in videos, but that's it. I I, remember, I vaguely recall either a PC Gamer article or something about someone trying to bring back the server, but it never took off. Yeah, like no. it um, wasn't popular enough. But it was such this. It was this weird. Post those sequels that people didn't like, but yeah. the Wachowski still had input on it, and it's fascinating to me because I'm just a big fan of that series. And that that was the one point that crystallized for me. Like these games die; they don't just like, oh, you can't get it because no stores. It, that's it. It does yeah. not exist yeah. or function anymore, and it's it's a uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be preserved. I think, like generally yeah. speaking, if we're going to preserve everything else, like. I, I almost feel like if you have a game as a service, yeah. you, that source code needs to be locked and loaded. There needs to be so some that sort of as soon as, right? yeah, So as soon as the problem hits, you hit the button and the, source, the server, yeah. or not even the source code, the fucking server.exe or whatever yeah. the fuck. The whole architecture yes. that runs the thing is somehow saved so people in the future can go like, how did the Matrix yeah. Online work? How did Age of Conan work? How did all these things right. that don't exist anymore and had needed <sighs> a client and a server to work? Like, right. It's a fascinating idea of per- anyway. preservation. But anyway, right, that's going to do it. Yes. Wrapping it up. Oh, God. In the dark. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I meant to flip, flip the light on. That's <laughs> ah, all right. We don't need to podcast in the light. No, we can do it in the dark. In the dark. Most podcasts should be over. All right. Yes. We're out. Ben, take us out. We out. Thank you.